0: Folks keep asking me, why are you doing all this stuff for Black Business Month? what is going on? What is driving you? Because you are moving around like a mad woman. You're like waking up at 2 in the morning and calling people and like taking checks like Ed McMahon over to their business and just dropping money off. You're not Santa. You still got to buy your kids school clothes and Andrew came down with a hole in his sock the other day. What What is going on? You done cancel vacation? You're not taking your kids to Disney because you're taking all the profits from your podcasting network and putting them in to these women owned businesses, black women owned businesses in the Twin Cities for Black Business Month. Just randomly selecting folks. And then you spend all this money on the billboard. You got black women on billboards all around town helping them sell their products. And now you're creating commercials and partnerships with, with Care 11 to promote these black women-owned businesses. What Something is driving you. Why, are you. why are you so aggressive about this? Why are you doing so much? Why are you trying to help so many people? Just pick one. Why can't you just pick one person? Because every time I look up, you're on the news doing something different for black business Month. What's going on? Let me tell you what's going on. Um, I remember what I was wearing. I remember what it smelled like. I remember that it was snow on the ground. The day that I was sitting in Mini Row Market with my sister, my friend, Dana Smith. And she confided in me that she was going to have to shut down her grocery store. She had opened Mini Row Market in Hopkins as a gathering place for the community. She was selling Minnesota products that you couldn't get anywhere else. I had my first slice of cheesecake funk right there at Mini Row Market. And uh I, I didn't know what to say. I'm always an encourager. But I was heartbroken for her and her husband and their family. They had put everything they had. They had employees. They had regular customers. But what they didn't have was support and the infrastructure that they needed to not just survive, but to thrive. She gotta still pay her mortgage. She's gotta still feed her kids. And the system was not set up for her to succeed. And then I realized the system is not set up for any black woman in business to succeed. We get less than 2% of all venture capital funding. When the PPP loans came out, they gave millions of dollars to Tom Brady, Rick Daddy, uh, Rick's Cabaret, and, 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 and GoDaddy. Black women were left behind in the queue. And I realized we are all we got. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to do something. If it's too late for me to save Dana's business, then maybe I can take Dean Phillips over to Nadia's Jamaican kitchen and and he can have lunch over there and, and hear her concerns about how she had to sell her house to open her restaurant because the banks wouldn't give her a loan to get started. And so I'm using my financial capital, my social capital, and my political capital especially this month, to shine a light and help as many black women own businesses as I can. I do that in tribute to Dana Smith. Dana is joining the show right now. And Dana, I just want to let you know the reason that I'm running around like a mad woman is because I want to honor you with the work that I'm doing in the community to let you know that I saw your struggle. I see you. I I love you. And, and all this I'm doing because you.
1: Shaletta that means so much to me. I love you too. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We need, we need what you're doing. We need it.
0: And, you know, I'm, I got you on. Folks are already sending notes because they want to know how you and the family doing, some of your regular customers, some of the vendors who you were kind enough to put their products in your stores when they couldn't get in any other store in town. Uh, they want the latest on Dana and the family.
1: You know, we're doing we're doing all right. Um, my husband is executive chef at Tavola and Elliott Park Hotel, and so he's still cooking and loving it. Um, I'm cooking baby number three right now. So I'm um, just trying to get the girls ready for school this upcoming school year and doing a little bit of work with the Neighborhood Development Center, trying to um, keep my social marketing, social media skills uh, Mm -hmm. going with them. But, yeah, we're hanging in there.
0: Well, it is just so good to hear your voice. And, you know, as I'm out in community this month, especially talking to black women-owned businesses, Um, You know, when I brought Dean Smith over to Nadia's Jamaican kitchen on Wednesday of this week, you know, our challenges are very foreign. We don't have the same obstacles that other business owners have. Our stuff is brick walls. Our stuff is systems Mm -hmm. that have been in place for generations that people, you know, they take for granted that that they have it. And they think everybody else has those opportunities. And we Dana, we do not.
1: No, no. We don't have that generational wealth that we can start a business if we uh, find the opportunity to and we don't have that support we have that stereotype of black owned business and expecting more than what we can even offer um, and it's hard.
0: It is. And and then you, you've you got, you know, the black owned business must be for black people. No, just like businesses owned by white people are not for white folks. Black owned businesses are for everybody. We just need a chance and an opportunity. And, you know, I, I just look at how you and your husband put everything um, into that business. And, you know, if we would have had the political uh, capital, the social capital and the financial capital, uh, you'd be in your in your grocery store right now today
1: right yep yeah it's it's devastating um that we're not still there and we spent two years trying to make it work and uh you know we had we we weren't in we could not sell our house to keep the lights on at mini Row market and so we had to make that hard decision to shutter the business and keep the dream alive but yeah
0: and you know as as we you know talk about black business month and and we want to highlight you know black businesses throughout the twin cities and we want to celebrate business owners this is a part of the story and and if we don't talk about the challenges the systems that are in place that shut us out and keep us down um the businesses that we have now are not gonna make it
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not once a month thing. It's uh, every time you're shopping type of thing. Yeah, that you need to you need to make that conscious decision to support your local Black and BIPOC businesses. We um, need that, and, and it needs to be from ev- it needs to be from everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it has to be intentional. Um, yep. You know, that there are people out there who are listening. Dana, um, and they say, okay, so what can I do? Um, you know, I feel challenged. I feel compelled. I want to make a difference. It's Black Business Month. How can I help? What What would you tell them?
1: I, I would tell them to research. Look, instead of going to, you know, Target or Amazon for the things you need, look to see if there's anything that's Local that has the product you need, that maybe you could change the idea of whatever it is you need to fit into the criteria of um, a black owned business, BIPOC business, and make the conscious effort to ask your friends if they know anything. Ask, you know, call the radio stations, call the local TV network, see if they have ideas. And I know I brought it on February 3rd. I brought that there needs to be a database that everyone can, you know, search and find these. Companies and stores because it's it's missing, and it, we don't want more businesses to go out of um out of you know mm-hmm. we don't yeah. want that to happen, and so yeah it's it's all it's all about it's making a big effort and yeah. not settling
0: and you know something as simple as you know if you know that your company has a Christmas party coming up and they've got goodie bags. Go to Roslyn Candles and get some candles. Right. You know, if you want to do something sweet for your teachers, uh, you know, everybody does a go, you know, getting ready to go back to school. I always put a little goodie bag in there uh for my teachers because, you know, I know my kids going to cut up at some point. So they need some grace. You know, I go to Hello. Sylvia's and get some of that soul grain and, and you know, get bags of that and, and pass it out to the teachers. So it's being intentional about supporting mm-hmm. businesses. If you know you got a catering um, you know, event coming up at your job. Go over to Nadia's Jamaican Kitchen. Go over to see Sharon at, at West Indy Soul and get a quote. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was getting mm-hmm. ready to stain my fence and I bumped into two young African American men. Um, they do mm-hmm. construction. So, guess what? They coming over to the house to stain the fence.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know that may be what they need to to get that new equipment to to stay working to pay you know the the lease on the truck that they've got, uh, that they carry their equipment around in. But but I just want to make sure, um, I make a difference. And Dana, I'm trying to make that difference for you because I love.
1: Mm-hmm. you. Thank you. That that tribute means so much, and you know I love you too. We all do, and appreciate everything that you do, and. We need more of you, <laughs> if that's possible. We need more of you. Girl, and,
0: it's got to be two of me, because I can't believe I'm moving that fast. I look back at the calendar this week. I was like, I was there and there, and then I did that. What? Girl, God got to be sustaining me because I am not doing this on my own. It's got to be Jesus.
1: You are the queen. You, If anyone can do it, it's you.
0: Well, so. girl, I just I love you. I know you got to run, but I just wanted to... Take a minute um, and and let you know that you are loved and seen and celebrated and appreciated. And I I just I I know that that better days are ahead and we're going to look back at this and say, you know what? This was just a a push in the right direction for you to get to your next level of greatness and your purpose. We love you.
1: Love you too. Thank you.
0: All right. And you all stick around. We've got more to come. What is upside down right now is this blindside story, baby. This is a hot mess. Have you seen it? It's all over the national news. Michael Orr, a standout at Ole Miss, uh, he was, you know, we thought because I, you know, folks watched the movie that he um, was, uh, he thought he was being adopted by this white couple. Um, they took him in and, um, you know, loved him and helped him get to, you know, his next level of greatness to professional football. Um, But um, turns out once uh, Michael recently got married, uh, his wife was like, where's the money, honey? And he's like, oh, well, uh, I'm in a conservatorship. A what? All these years, Michael Orr has been under a conservatorship. And so now there's a lawsuit. And the family that was, you know, highlighted and featured and loved in this movie, The Blind Side, and Sandra Bullock won an Oscar. And this this woman got Sandra Bullock's home phone number. And she done messed around and got this boy in a conservatorship and, and promises, you know, according to him, promises to uh, adopt him, which never happened. And it is just, it's a jumbled mess. It is just cable and cords twisting all over the place. And and until now, you know, the family is like, you know, looking real crazy to everybody out there because, um, you know, they've made a movie about this. Hollywood has just like shined a light on this amazing, great family that took in this, you know, football player and, and loved him and, and gave him a place to stay. And, and and then they put a period there, but apparently there was a semicolon because uh, this boy is suing this family for millions of dollars that that he says um, they took from him. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait. There's press conferences. There's drama. There's intrigue. There's a new wife. And I think, I think. 'Cause you know, nobody was saying anything about this in the public. You know, this might have been going on behind closed doors. But none of us knew about it. We knew about the blind side story. How great and amazing uh the movie was, and how oh, these these people are so amazing, and Sandra Bullock's giving them shout out from the Oscars, and you know, they've turned this into a movie and a big book and a money making machine and 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 then mm-hmm uh the new wife comes in. And the new wife is like, "Uh, hey, uh, what's going on?" And I, I think that that's I believe. Now I don't, I don't have a lock on this, but I just have a hunch that um, when the new wife came in and realized that they had to go ask these, that her grown adult husband had to go ask these people who weren't his parents or even his adopted parents for an allowance to take care of his family. I just I don't know. I was somebody's wife for a very long time. And if my husband, then husband, had to go ask his parents for money for us to feed the kids, we would, get, yeah, we would probably mm-hmm, have a um, mm-hmm, problem. A- and you know, we all over here screaming, Free Britney. We have no idea that the blindside guy is under a conservatorship as well. How many more people? I never even knew what a conservatorship was until Britney Spears starts speaking out about hers. What what, what wait, wait a minute. If somebody wants to piss off their money, let them. It's their money. They earned it. If they want to be broken homeless, that's how you learn how to make decisions. Why is it that a grown adult, a man or a woman can't why can't they um, decide what they want to do with their their funds? Now I understand if you are vulnerable, but this man is capable. Britney Spears was capable, and and you see people all the time. Rick James, nobody put Rick James under conservatorship. He spent up all his money and two or three other people's money too. James Brown, nobody put him under conservatorship. So I just, I can't wait to see what the fallout is going to be. My friend Christy Peel is coming to talk. How can they make this right? How can they fix this situation? The PR fallout is a nightmare. That's what she specializes in. So Christy Peel is coming up on the Shaletta Show.